Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing? I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so surprising. I mean, I feel like with school coming to an end, I have finished my in-person school work days or whatever. And so I just feel so much lighter, truly. Um, That's great. Yeah. And I'm like pumped about <laughs> the summer. I'm excited about the break. I'm excited to just focus on myself and not have to think so much about other people, honestly. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Uh, what about you? What's been going on? Well, I feel like since I've been talking about how productive I've been, now we're mm -hmm. seeing the downside to that because I ran myself a little too hard, I think, and mm -hmm. like realized that it was happening, but I had some deadlines I was trying to hit for things. So I like pushed myself a little bit thinking like, oh, I'll rest, you know, in the next few days. Mm -hmm. And basically it just turned in, it has turned into one of those weeks where pretty much like the little things that can go wrong have gone wrong, which love that. And I also have a law. I, I, I don't know. It's not like mm -hmm. everything. I don't want to make it sound like I, the end of the world. It's just like, yeah, I've had trouble checking out the grocery store shelf checkout twice this week. Not once, but twice. Um, <laughs> Which like, that's a lot, honestly. <laughs> I don't even ever go in the grocery store. So for it to have happened twice in one week, I'm like, this is why I never come here. This yeah, is why I order online. The point of a self-checkout is that you can do it by yourself yeah. and you don't have to talk to anybody else. And mm -hmm. so then when something goes wrong, you're like, okay, well, I need help over yeah. here. And then it forces you into conversation. I know. And one of the times I was under a time constraint. So I looked at the guy and was like, can I just leave these here and go? Because like I have somewhere to be. Mm -hmm. And it, he was like a young kid. So he was like, um, I don't know. Let me get my manager. And I was like, no, no, I'm not <laughs> for you to get your manager. I'm leaving. I'm not taking the groceries with me. I'm not stealing. I'm just going to go. You're like, I know I posed that as a question, but I didn't actually mean it as a question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So that's been an exercise. I'm also not sleeping well at all mm. right now. So, and that just, you know, compounds everything. It's so much worse. So, yeah. Sub, yeah. Sub looked at me and he was like, okay, well, I think this is kind of what it might be like when we have a baby. And I was like, I know that you're right, but I don't but like how it. How dare you so. say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I also realized this morning that I'm not doing a very good job taking care of myself when mm. all of this has been happening because there's just been a lot of external stuff I've had to take care of. Yeah. So like after this, after we get off this call, I'm going to go take my vitamins, drink some water, Good. do the basics, you know? Yeah. Um, I also want to say that because of everything that's happened, my anxiety has been worse, which mm -hmm. is no surprise there. But sure. I had to have my ringer on some this week because I was, there was at least one call that I like did not need to miss. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how much more anxiety I have because of the noises that go off on my phone. So I'm just going to challenge everybody who is one of those people who typically leaves their sound on their phone mm -hmm. just for like a week. Try putting it on. I would say silent because I keep mine yeah. on silent, but at least vibrate because I'm, I cannot tell you how much adrenaline, like the difference in adrenaline that hits my yeah. system when I have my ringer on versus not. It's a huge difference, which is crazy. But yeah, it makes that's a big really difference. interesting. Yeah. 
Like even uh, just driving, every time I heard it, ding, it was like, oh, is that something that I like need to look at right now? Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The answer it's is like, almost oh, is always this, no. Is this an emergency? Is this somebody trying to get a hold of me? Like it, right. yeah, it definitely increases anxiety. Yeah. So that was a good takeaway from this week, if nothing else. Okay. Well, that's good. We love, we love a silver lining. <laughs> well, some of what you just said made me think about what our topic is today about boundaries. And I'm curious if, do you think you're able to set boundaries when there is a deadline or when you are doing things for other people? Like, can you enforce boundaries at that time or does it feel like all boundaries go out the window? That's a good question. I feel like most of the scenarios that have happened to me this week have been just truly like out of the blue stuff that I couldn't have expected or just my expectations being different than like what actually happened, which is Mm -hmm. a recurring theme for me for sure. I think there are probably a a few times where I could have said I need 30 minutes to stop and like just do do me. Um, But... Yeah, it's hard because, you know, there's, honestly, it's been a very similar situation to having kids, I think, because it's like, I really feel like whatever you're asking for needs to happen right this minute. And Mm -hmm. that's a really hard time to stop and slow down. So I'm sure there are some places that I would have been able to do it, but it was challenging. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I feel like, I mean, I'm bad at in general about setting boundaries, but I feel like (laughs) I absolutely like it's 10 times harder to do it when you're under a time crunch. And if you're doing stuff for other people, you're like, well, I can't let them down because I'm doing this thing for them. And all like, I don't know. It just, yeah, I think makes it 10 times harder. The other thing too, that I'm really bad about is like working ahead and like trying to stay ahead, which Mm -hmm. I know is sounds like it should be a good thing. And maybe it is, I don't know, but like we're going to the lake this weekend for my birthday and mm-hmm. I have had to plan, you know, like groceries and logistics and things like that. So I'm trying to do that at the same time when I'm like busy with other things. And I probably could have said to myself, I'm going to not think about this or plan it until like this day at this time, because it mm-hmm. doesn't actually need to be done right this minute. So I feel like I almost have a hard time with myself setting boundaries with myself because i'm like yeah. oh, i'll just do one more thing that that like makes sense in this um like time slot like mm-hmm. groceries i was trying to get all of our groceries ordered all at one time instead of like splitting them into two like one for the week and one for the week things yeah. like that like i could have probably done a better job managing myself not necessarily other people yeah that makes me think of our mental load episode and like whenever it's I can't remember if it was some like picture that you had seen or something or a quote, but it was like, oh, you know, I'm walking to the laundry room. And as I, as I'm walking there, like I realized that the dishes need to be started. And as I'm doing that, that needs to be folded and this needs to get picked up. And it just piles up on top of itself. And then you're like, holy crap, I'm doing way too much. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that was a comic book that my friend Rachel gave me. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And actually, as you were t- saying that, I was like, oh, crap, I forgot to switch the laundry to the dryer. <laughs> but it's fine. I will say I've been very lucky this week to have Seb as a partner because there was a situation today that 
I just like, especially with the sleep de- deprivation, I hit a wall and was like yeah. about to cry in the parking lot. And I was texting mm-hmm. him and he was like, okay, well, I'll make this call for you because I know you hate to do that. So I'll like do that and handle it. And by the time you get out of the grocery store, like it should be handled. I was like, yeah, I just love you so much. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> like what that's a, a special love language for somebody to make calls when you're yeah. like way too overwhelmed to do it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Shout out to Seb. We love you. Yep. You're the best. All right, so how how are boundaries taught in your family growing up? I don't know that they were taught. I definitely don't think that people at that point in time had the language of like, this is what a boundary is, and yeah. this is how to set one, and this is why they're important. Yeah. So I think that was maybe just like a generational thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we had a lot of like strict boundaries – Except maybe with my extended family, like, well, maybe not even that. My grandmother had a tendency to just, like, drop by our house whenever she wanted to, which, yeah, that's my nightmare. So, <laughs> I'm Surprise glad that, visit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, truly, it was usually, it wasn't usually always, like, it was almost always on Sunday, so it wasn't too big of a surprise. Yeah. But, I don't know, I think that's a cultural thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropping by is not my style. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. What about um, you? Yeah, same. I was thinking about this question and I was like, uh, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I feel like there were some things that maybe were explicitly communicated, not in the language of like, hey, this is a boundary. Cause like you said, like that isn't how people talked, but you know, like with curfews or like how much time you could spend on the computer or how often you could go to a friend's house or like that type of stuff maybe was somewhat of a boundary. The only one I could really think of from when I was little, and I think this was maybe the one of the only times that I don't even, I wasn't even in trouble, but like the a time that I felt in trouble and it was so few times because <laughs> I was such a great child that uh, I just really – I remember it so mm-hmm. clearly um, is that one time I – I think my mom was picking me up from either a sleepover or just a play date or something. And in front of my friend and I think my friend's mom, I asked my mom if my friend could come over to our house like right at that moment. Oh, Yeah. And that's a no, no. Yeah. You don't do that. I learned, I learned that (laughs) in that moment. I learned it. I can't remember if my mom agreed to have her come over or I feel like she maybe was like, you know, that's something we can talk about later or something. And then when we were away from them was like, do not ever ask me for something (laughs) like that in front of the, the people like, don't, don't do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I felt really terrible, of course, Mm -hmm. that I had upset my mom. And she wasn't even like upset. She was just like, don't do that. Uh, And it was like, oh, this is my mom's boundary that she doesn't like to be put on the spot. Got it. Which is fair. Which is totally, yeah, a million percent fair. Like I don't like being put on the spot either. Um, But that's the only one I can think of that was like super explicit. I feel like a lot of my learning about our family because I was the youngest and having like two sisters who were 
you know, there was a significant age gap between all of us. Like I learned about what the boundaries in our family were through observation. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I think imagine, that's pretty common. Yeah. And I would imagine I'm, you know, being the oldest for you, like they were deciding on boundaries, like as you were growing up, probably. Although I don't know with Pat being a boy and y'all are pretty close in age. I don't know. How do you feel like you learned boundaries through observation in your family? Yeah, I, I do feel like that mostly because my family is not a family that like has very clear communication, I would say. It's not like mm-hmm. people are like, I feel like with the rules, they were pretty clear, but like anything like more emotional boundary wise, mm. it was more like, I'm not going to tell you that this upset me or like explain myself or say I'm upset. It was more of just like an understanding, like this situation did not go well. I'm going to do it th- differently next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a million percent. I I feel like my family was the same way. Like we as a whole <laughs> were not great at communicating emotionally. And so I think, yeah, it was like you just kind of picked up on things. You were like, ooh, mm-hmm. okay, like the vibe's different now. So I guess maybe that wasn't good. <laughs> so maybe next time or or me like watching things that my sisters did, it was like, oh, if I felt like that upset somebody, either my parents or upset the other sister or whatever, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to upset yeah. anybody. So, you know, funny story about that, actually. Um, I can't remember. I don't even know how old I was. I feel like I was like pretty old, but mm-hmm. I was in our like right kitchen dining area and I was going to put my shoes on and I put a clean pair of socks on the dining room table and my dad got so mad. And I know now that like sometimes he would just get emotionally overwhelmed and like yell and it was almost never about like what he was actually yelling. And it happens so rarely because he's a very like calm person, Mm -hmm. but he was like, don't put socks on the table. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I don't think I'll ever forget that. So sometimes I just think about like when I have socks in my hand, I'm like, oh, I got to put this somewhere. <laughs> That's not Do not put this on your table. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that funny? It was like he was – that's a reasonable-ish boundary. Like yeah. uh, they were clean, but like whatever. If you don't want socks on the table, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, maybe not the most effective communication of that boundary. Sure. It's also really funny like all the – Cause you know, like we have forgotten so much of our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that you remember. It's interesting. Yeah. The things you, that really stick with you. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I know boundaries aren't your favorite topic, but <laughs> how do you feel about setting boundaries with your partner? Um, this one. I'm, su- this is like the only one that I feel. <laughs> decent about the only category (laughs) this is my only category yeah uh, we're definitely going to talk about work and family and friends and this is the only one that i was like i'm okay at this (laughs) um it this is definitely a humongous area of growth for me at least in my romantic relationship with taylor like i used to be really 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 bad at this and is a huge reason why our relationship our part one of our relationship, as we call it, um, kind of imploded. Like, not the only reason, but this was like my big thing um, mm-hmm. 
for me that it was like, oh, I, I did not know how to communicate my needs, um, which is really <laughs> important in all types of relationships. I just wanted my mind to be read because that felt so much easier for some reason to me. Um, and so, yeah, just all kinds of things like didn't know how to communicate when I was upset about something, didn't know how to say like, Hey, this, this way of you doing this, like, isn't okay with me. So I need it to, we need something to be different or we need to work out a compromise. Like I just didn't do any of that stuff. I just held everything inside. I think that's so common though, especially I think there's like some kind of narrative that's like, well, if your relationship is good enough or like, if you love me enough or whatever, then you'll Mm -hmm. like know that I'm upset or like know that there's a problem and how to fix it. And I yeah. just don't you'll think know that's th- real. It's not. And it's like, oh, you'll know how to love me. You'll know all these yeah. things. You'll just intuit that all of these things about me without me having to communicate anything. Right. Um, and yeah, it is. So I'm like, where does that come from? I don't like, know. But I feel like once you make the switch out of it, it's like pretty easy not to. F- well, maybe this is just me. But I feel like once I made the switch that I was like, oh, they're not going to know exactly what to do. Or like, if I'm upset, unless I tell them, it was like easy for me not to switch back into it. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I still find myself sometimes having to like push myself to do it because it is not a big area of comfort by any means. But I think it is a lot easier because now that I'm like, oh, duh, like, no, I just have to say it. And because he's a good partner and he loves me. He wants to meet my needs. And so yeah. like, he's like, Oh, okay. Of course. Like it's not a big deal, but in my, I build it up so much in my head that I'm like asking so much and it's going to be so uncomfortable. And then it's just not like, mm-hmm. and so I think the more corrective experiences of that I have, the easier it is for me yep. to put boundaries in place. Practice, 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 practice. practice. Yeah. I will say, I think on like related to that though, There is a little bit of the instance of like, okay, I might not feel like my needs are being met right here or like I might want to put a boundary in place. But depending on like the circumstances, sometimes it's not necessarily like the best time or like example Mm -hmm. of the problem. I feel like for me, it tends to I like reach a boiling point on the one little thing that happened that isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, is this a big enough deal that I like have the conversation now or do I wait till it happens again? And it's like a better example. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, maybe like this would... if I say this now, it might just sound, it's going to sound petty. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's happened, you know, four times in the past in different scenarios. And like, we're mm-hmm. going to have to have this conversation eventually. So it's more of like a, are we doing it now? Or are we doing it later? <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I, one thing I'm working on still is like, I think that like discerning, like, oh, is this like a good thing for me to say in the moment when I'm feeling emotional about it? Mm-hmm. Or do I wait until, yeah, like something happens again? If, am, or even if just I'm waiting, if you cold down. Yeah. If I'm waiting until it happens again, is that like an actually good choice or am I just putting it off because it's more, I don't want to have the conversation. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I think it totally depends. Cause like I, in our scenarios, I think at least in my mind, I have no idea how sub feels about this, but I feel like we have those little conflicts that really bother one or the other of us when we're 
in stressful situations outside of our relationship. So Uh I'm like, okay, well, I want to address this, but you're in a really hard time. Like you're in a really hard period and like you're very stressed out and like, I don't want to add to that. So I would prefer to wait so that you're not, Mm -hmm. you're in a place where you can receive the feedback instead of just like blowing up at each other. Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah, so I'd say for both of us, I feel like with our partners, like we do pretty good job. Yeah. um, One of the things that I was going to say is I feel like Seb and I, and I've talked about this before, but I feel like Seb and I have gotten into a habit of like just saying where we are mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, whatever, if Mm -hmm. we're overwhelmed, which I think is maybe the best boundary you can have. I actually did it with Anna before this call started (laughs) (laughs) because we couldn't decide what we were going to record on. And I was like, I don't have the mental capacity to make this decision. Like, can yeah. you just do it? And she did, which thank you for holding my boundary. <laughs> happy happy um, to do it. <laughs> but that's one of the things that Seb and I can always say to each other. Like, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with this right now. Like, can mm-hmm. we revisit it in an hour or can you handle it for me? Yeah. Um, and that's so helpful in relationships, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I feel like I've learned a lot about boundaries from you and our talking and things that I've been like, Oh, I should tailor and I should do this. Like, and that is definitely one of them of being like, Hey, like I am doing something else right now and I can't talk about this thing. Can you give me 30 minutes? And it really is just like the communication piece because it avoids so much of like, Oh, I feel like you're ignoring me or I feel like you're not giving me, um, the time that I need from you right now or like Mm -hmm. whatever. It just, it, it creates like a situation where you can just both be like, oh, okay, great. I we're on the same page and this isn't a thing anymore. Yeah. And it's normally like not a big deal at all. Like no. they're just yeah, talking yeah. and, or like, <laughs> right. They're trying, just sharing yeah. something random. Yeah. And I'm like trying to focus on something. And I'm like, can yeah. you, yeah. The other thing I just thought of is when I, I feel like this doesn't happen super often, but like, you know, if Seb and I have missed each other for a few days or just been busy or whatever. Mm-hmm. There'll be times when like we're laying in bed together, but like we're not, he's on his phone, I'm on my phone or reading or yeah. whatever. And I'm just like, okay, I just need you to pay attention to me for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I'll be like, it's time for you to pay attention to me for 10 yep. minutes. And he's like, okay. And that's like, that's it. <laughs> that's the conversation. Yeah. And he puts his phone and down you- and it's fine. Yeah. Then you just talk to each other or <laughs> cuddle or whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. All right. Well, I feel like as much as I would love to just stay in this little area of the conversation <laughs> of boundaries because I feel successful here, we got to move on. Okay. Um. So how do you feel about setting boundaries with friends? I think I'm okay with this. I would say that I'm not necessarily great at communicating feelings, especially negative feelings with friends, but mm-hmm. I can usually find a way to frame a boundary in a way that like is non-confrontational. So it's like, fine. Can you give us an example? Yeah, I guess, honestly, any type of invitation. Like if somebody invites me to something and I truly just don't want to go, I will usually, well, I will say I will employ, I'm not above employing a white lie. I might be like, you know, I really appreciate I wish I always do appreciate that people asking like I'm so appreciative because I will feel left out if you don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm always like, you know, I super appreciate you asking me and like I have this other thing or and we're really busy around that time and I can't do it. Yeah. Um, So I don't usually 
hesitate to say no to invitations like that. Wow. I just want to slow clap for you, but I don't, it might be bad for the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is something that you're not really practiced at yet. No, I, in my, my only note on it is so bad <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> this is really hard for you because you think that people are going to be mad. Yes. Oh man. I and truly like, so if someone invites me to something and I already have plans, if there's any possibility that I can move that other plan or work it out that I can do both, I will do it. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it doesn't make any sense, like I, I, yeah, oh man, I struggle with this so much. And it's the only time that I actually feel okay about saying no to something is if I like feel like I have such a good reason for like why I can't do it. And it has to be probably that I'm like not in town, but I'm like, oh, I actually can't come to that thing because I'm going to be in another state or another Do you city. feel like a little lighter because like you can say no without having to feel guilty? Like does that? Do- no, because I still feel bad. Okay. Like I, I, I just feel more okay about saying it because I'm like, oh, I literally can't do it. But I still am like, oh man, I like wish I could like, oh man, do you think they're blah, blah, blah. And Taylor's like, no, (laughs) they're not upset. Yeah. I will say that at least between the two of us, I feel like you're maybe doing okay with being honest. Because sometimes if one of us is not feeling like recording, the other will will just be like, today's not a great day for this and we'll move it. And And I'm so fine with that. Yeah, agreed. And I do think there are like certain friends that I have based on like their personalities or their own boundary um, setting abilities or whatever, that I feel very differently mm. about it. That's a good um, point. Yeah. That it, it just feel it feels easier. I feel like the stakes aren't as high or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. I feel like there's certain friendships where, A, I feel like they're, they are going to be mad if I say no. Mm-hmm. Or they're the type of person that I don't want to let down. Like pers- I personally don't want to let them down. So I don't yeah. want to say no. Yeah. Um. Okay. So some specific boundaries that I feel like I'm bad at setting in friendships is really, I guess, just it comes down to like feelings. I don't know. Are Is sharing your feelings a boundary? I don't think so. Because I, I have trouble with this too. It's like, situations where things happen and like I really like especially it's like it's harder and I think really close friendships too because mm-hmm. I feel like those types of relationships are like approximations of like the relationship I have with Seb so I and I want to share my feelings because that's what I would do with him but I also don't know how they'll be received so mm-hmm. I think that's like part of the conversation but it's not the same thing because it's communicating your feelings, not necessarily a boundary. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's it's so tricky because I feel like my ability to like feel safe to share my feelings, like I'm like, that feels like maybe it's a boundary of like I need from my friendships, like I need to be able to communicate how I'm feeling or how your actions or your behaviors or your words are impacting me. Um, if it's, you know, obviously in like a negative way, yeah. um, and want to be able to communicate that without like backlash or like without, um, 
a shame or guilt or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All those things. Yeah. Um, That makes total sense. I feel like it's like, if we're going to have this level of friendship, my personal boundary is that I need to feel safe enough to share my feelings. mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And so that one is one that it's so tricky. And I think too, and I, we've talked about this before is that sometimes when things happen and they feel like little small things and then it won't happen again for months or maybe yeah. a year or whatever. And so then it just feels weird bringing it up. But then also, I guess you're like doing a disservice to the friendship to not bring it up. Yeah. I mean, those uh, types of things are definitely barriers to connection because especially, I don't know about you, but for me, I just like collect them. I'm so bad about forget- forgetting. It's not the forgiveness part. It's the mm-hmm. forgetting part. Like the next time you trigger me in that same way, I'm remembering the last six times you did it. So yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. All right. So let's talk about work boundaries. <laughs> Your favorite. I think, I think everybody on this podcast knows how great I am at work <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> if you've listened to any of the last four episodes. Okay. This one. Yes, not great at this, but I did have a big success of like back in February when I was like, I'm barely surviving talking to my supervisor and being like, hey, I can't do this anymore, which was great because then that kind of set off a chain through all the administrators of like, hey, Anna is so, so busy. Do not give her anything extra, which then led to when they did ask me to do extra things, at least they started the sentence with, hey. I know that you are very busy and you have so many roles right now. Here's here's something that I'm going to present to you. Please say no if it's not possible. So, which, you know, of course, then I would be like, oh, my God, of course I'll do it. Blah, blah, blah. But. <laughs> okay. Here's a perfect example of where you can set a boundary. <laughs> but it did feel so much nicer, like, being acknowledged in that way. And I was like, oh, this wouldn't have been acknowledged if I hadn't attempted to set a boundary last month. Yeah, that's great. So small boundary success. Yeah. I again corrective actions. Yeah. We're just what about practicing. what about you? I feel like I feel like you have an interesting work boundary journey. Yeah, I think I used to be really terrible at it, which is hard to talk about or it's hard to compare now, I guess, that I don't have a nine to five, but for a long mm-hmm. time I was such a like achiever, busy person. Like I I just was hanging a lot of my worth on the busyness factor. So doing one more thing was like increasing my worthiness pretty much. So why would I set a boundary on that? Mm -hmm. And that's not sustainable. (laughs) I got better at it. And I do think a really great place to start for anybody who struggles with this is the time factor, like guarding your personal time versus your work time, because it's so easy to set that... Okay, my boundary, my literal boundary is 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. after 6 p.m., I'm not checking my emails or whatever's feasible for you. Yeah. Not taking calls, not doing emails, whatever it is. I feel like that's an easy place to start with work boundaries mm-hmm. uh, and a place that I was able to work on things. But now I feel like, I mean, obviously I'm not in a regular job, but I feel like with the podcast, I. I'm pretty good about just asking for what I need. And yeah. it's not like it's an like an overwhelming load. But like the one time that we had scheduling issues and like we weren't going to be able to do 
a Monday episode, we like did your little mini episode and adjusted mm-hmm. the schedule and like it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. It was, yeah. So can't say that I'm perfect at it, but I feel like it's better than it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. What about with your family? I think this is the hardest one personally. Yeah. I think that there's so much obligation involved in like our cultural associations with family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of familial relationships where I don't want to disappoint the other person or I don't feel comfortable just telling them how it is, you know? Yeah. So, and maybe it's kind of like friends. Like there's certain people in the family who I'm like pretty good about it. Or, and they, it's almost like the if the person receiving it, if you know that they don't care, like if they're just like, whatever, I don't, I don't care. It's so much easier yeah. to set a boundary with them. But if they're like yeah. more of an emotionally volatile person or like even just like very connected and like in tune with you, I feel like that's harder. Mm-hmm. Are there any boundaries you have set with your family that you can share or like well, any specific examples of anything? I think I mentioned this on a different podcast, but I don't think I've said it today. I also do feel like sometimes when you make the decision for yourself that like this is not something that I'm going to accept, sometimes like everybody just reads that, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't actually have to verbalize it. So that's yeah. nice. I do feel like there are situations where I have boundaries, but I actually haven't had to say anything. For example, the it's funny that I brought that thing up with my grandmother earlier in the conversation because I realized that one of the boundaries I do have with all of our family is that nobody shows up to our house without telling us. Um, and mm-hmm. if you do come by for some reason, like my dad sometimes will leave things for us that he has on the, the porch, but he drops them. He texts me that they're there and he leaves. And like, there's no obligation for me to like be presentable or like be on. I don't have to go out and speak to him. It's just, it's just like, everybody knows that unless that, Unless we know they're coming, like, don't come. Yep. So that's nice. Yeah, that is. What about you? Do you have any examples of boundaries in your family? Yeah, I feel like in my family, everybody is pretty sarcastic and we kind of grew up, like, teasing each other and picking at each other and whatever. And so I feel like a boundary that's had to be set at some point is, like, what's like too far, like mm-hmm. what starts to feel more like an insult versus like a joke. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. And probably I know. pretty common. Yeah, I would agree. I, I feel like probably a lot of families deal with that. And so it's just, yeah, just figuring out like where the line is. On a semi-related but unrelated note, I have a mm-hmm. complicated relationship with comedy because I feel like in almost all cases, comedy is like, at the expense of somebody, whether it's like mm. the comedian being self-deprecating or picking on some group of people. Yeah. And I just don't like that. So I don't know. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good reflection on comedy. Yeah. Do you I feel f- like you can enjoy comedy? I feel no? like it depends on the type of comedy it is. Like mm-hmm. if it's really, if it's really going after some set of people, then no. I Like, I don't find that funny. I don't think it's mm-hmm. funny, um, mm-hmm. which I know is a very unpopular opinion. I don't think anybody <laughs> – I've never heard anybody, like, that agrees with me on this. But yeah. it's just really hard for me to, like, laugh at something when it's 
like when I'm, I, I guess I'm probably just putting myself in their shoes. And like, if I were hearing this said about me, I would not want it to be said about me. Right, right, right. You're being an empath. So yeah, maybe You're empaths can't do comedy. I don't know. We'll have to do a little research on it. <laughs> Can empaths also do comedy? Can I tell you that I absolutely cannot watch America's Funniest Home Videos because that it's just like watching people get hurt. Like, why is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I feel like I used to really like it when I was little. I do think as I watch it or like, you know, not watch, I don't watch it anymore. But like, if I see videos, I'm like, oh, I just think about how much it hurt versus like, that's a really funny thing. thing. But yeah. But also, I feel like sometimes stuff is funny if the person didn't get, like, hurt very badly. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I think that's true. It's just like watching people get hurt over and over and over again on yeah, the TV yeah, yeah. show that I'm like, ooh, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, that's really fair. Okay. Can you think of any areas that you need boundaries now? Yes, I sure can. Um, <laughs> and one is I talked about in our tangent on our last episode that I – want to learn how to set boundaries with myself, um, in my time and yeah, how much time I'm giving just for like self-care or just chill time or whatever, Mm -hmm. reset all that stuff versus spending it with other people or doing things for other people or whatever. Um, so that's one that I feel very excited actually about, about working on. And I've, I talked about it with Taylor after we recorded last um, and he's really excited too. That's great. <laughs> he's, he's like, you're so busy all the time. So I'm really excited to have more time. Also, that's good to have like both a support person and an accountability partner in like yeah. in your home. Yeah, it's perfect. You should now, every time you go to like RSVP for something, run it past mm-hmm. him. So you could be like, Hey, is this a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> like, is this a place this- where I should set a boundary? <laughs> Yeah. Is this me following what I actually want? Or is this me following what my people pleasing slash fun brain is like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, the other one that I can think of is, and this one hasn't like shown up yet necessarily, but I think it could in that like planning a wedding, mm. putting boundaries in place about like, this is not about you or yeah, other people's um, opinions, especially unsolicited opinions. Yes. So I feel like I am just going to preemptively figure out like, how do I put in boundaries around this topic? Because this is definitely something that people have a lot of opinions on, Yeah, which is great if you want them. And I think like, I just will want support in deciding whatever we decide, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't, unless I ask for (laughs) what you really think, I probably just want you to be like, that's That's awesome. (laughs) So excited. (laughs) Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like if anybody really gives you a lot of opinions about what they think and are expecting some sort of response, I feel like you can Mm -hmm. just be like, well, you know what? Taylor and I will figure this out when we're ready to make a decision. When we're ready to make a decision, not Mm -hmm. you. (laughs) When we, we as in me and Taylor. Yeah. Um, And then the other one that just popped into my head, we were chatting about it offline a little bit is like putting in boundaries with people who comment on either my body or other people's bodies. I've just, I've had stuff like that happen in the past where friends or family have like made a comment about my body and it feels really uncomfortable and sometimes like 
feels like an insult or something, but I don't really know how to respond to it. And so therefore just haven't responded to it. But I think it's important to think about like how I can respond in those moments. Yeah, that's a really tough one. I've noticed that too. I'm lucky to be in like a friend group and for the most part, my family too, where people just don't typically comment on people's Mm -hmm. bodies at all. Yeah. But I was in a scenario recently where a mother was talking about her daughter's body and actually comparing it to my body. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, this is not how I talk about my body or engage in conversations. So I'm just going to exit now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is not something you should even worry about. Like, what is what? Totally. And I feel like I, even though I know that like when people make those comments, it like is not about me at all or what my body looks like. It's completely about them and how they feel about their own body, Mm -hmm. but it still doesn't feel good regardless. So yeah, I feel like I wish I could just make everybody and especially I feel like it's always people that are older than us too. I'm like, Mm -hmm, I just need you to understand that it is no longer socially acceptable to talk about bodies in public. Like we don't, we just don't do that. Yeah. They've missed the memo. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What other boundaries do you feel like you need right now? Okay. I'm not 100% sure how to articulate this, but I feel like there is some level of setting boundaries with yourself, which Mm -hmm. I, I guess we kind of talked about this in relation to friendships. It's like, I'm going to set a boundary for myself that I want to feel safe or like I need you or I need to feel a certain X, Y, and Z in this relationship. That's like a personal boundary almost. Mm -hmm. But I'm not good at like, when I say I'm gonna not be on social media for X amount of days or X amount Mm -hmm. of time. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at holding up those like personal commitments. I don't even know if that's necessarily a boundary. But it's definitely an area where I'm like, I would like to be able to say this to myself and actually commit to it, but I just struggle. I think that is a boundary for sure. Because you're like, you're trying to put a boundary in place for yourself and your own mental health or whatever, and then you're not following it because of, I don't know. Yeah. You want to get on there. (laughs) You got the itch. I know. And that was it. really, truly the only place that I could think I mean, obviously with family, I feel like the obligation side of things is a tough Mm -hmm. one for me, Mm -hmm. but I am, I will say I'm like practicing that slowly. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be like, okay, we'll come to this, but we're only staying for X amount of time or, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm not available for these things. Um, but that's, I think that's always going to be a work in progress for me. So for sure. That's such a hard one. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's talk about handling violations of boundaries. Have you ever yeah. had to do that? Um, I mean, I think I've definitely had boundaries violated, not necessarily ones that I spoke out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you were like, oh, this is not okay with me. Like you yes. recognize that something happened and you were not okay with it. A hundred percent. Um, the way that I have dealt with it in the past and probably would still deal with it now is that I would not say anything. I would try to just let it go and be like, it's not a big deal, but then quietly seethe for yeah. a, a long time. I'm really comfortable with anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I, feel, I mean, the quiet I feel fine is sitting. such an easy place to go. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> I'm like, I can sit here. That's fine. <laughs> uh, it feels powerful. Um, I don't know. I would hope I, – I think I'm growing in this area. It's not something I don't feel like I've really actively addressed, but I feel like there are situations in which I'm like gearing up to address them. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I'm I'm sure that there are scenarios where I have, you know, said something when people have crossed boundaries, but unfortunately I can't think of them right now. (laughs) But I do know that there are several places where I I have identified just like you that like a boundary was crossed and next time it's crossed, I for sure want to address it. Yeah. Um, And of course, while I was trying to think of times when I had discussed a violation of boundaries. Mm-hmm. I could think of all of the times when I hadn't, but mm-hmm. one va- boundary that I didn't mention earlier is that we preemptively told our moms not to buy things for the baby because I didn't want a bunch of stuff that A, is like not things we want or need, but B, mm-hmm. like wasn't a thing that I w- would have bought or like goes with my style or things like that. Yeah. Um, so we were very specific about that. And for the most part, that's been fine. So that was good. That's great. Yeah. That was a success, I think. Yeah. I feel like what I've really gleaned from this episode and just like talking about all this stuff with you is like, we need a boundary setting support group. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I just wish I could get everybody that I love together and be like, it's not about you. It's about me. Like, I like, mm-hmm. please don't be mad if I don't want to do X, Y, and Z. Cause I feel like a lot of my boundary issues around, around like saying yes to things when I really just don't want to say yes to them. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I, I also am wondering in this, I'm like, wow, like, what are other people's boundaries that we cross? Yeah, that, I would like, love to know. That, like, that. aren't being communicated. Honestly, <laughs> like, I'm just going to give a blanket statement. If we're close and you're listening to this and you would like to tell me how I violated a boundary f- of yours, please let me know. I'm fully open to criticism because it's not even criticism. It's just like, I, I you know, people don't it's know. It's just information. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a way to, to bring, bring you closer. I do hope that this conversation continues though, because I feel like the more practice we get, with this, the better mm-hmm. everybody will be. And like, yeah, it just gets better and better, you know? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, if you have any really good tips and tricks for setting boundaries, we we would really love and appreciate them. You can email us at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And follow along on Instagram at likeheartedpod. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.